Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. This time last week, uh, we were talking on the programme to uh, Limerick dad, Magnus, on the show. And he's a dad-to-be who has raised the issues of the restrictions at the maternity hospital. And Magnus has been told he can't attend the full labour of his partner and must leave within an hour of the birth. And it's all due to COVID restrictions. And he spoke to Joe this time last week and he wanted some answers as to why dads currently cannot be present for the full birth of their children at the moment at Limerick's maternity hospital. What I'm asking is, what parameters are they looking at for this review? I was told that they're constantly reviewing these restrictions. But in order to review something, you have to have parameters against which to measure it. So what I'm asking is, what are the parameters they're looking at? What parameters need to be met before restrictions will be lifted? Is it case numbers? Is it vaccination percentages? Is it uh, the, the vaccination of pregnant women? Is it staff vaccination? What is the numbers and why are they not public, publicly available? And every day that goes by where we talk about reviews or re-looking at this, that's measured in people, that's measured in mothers. As we speak, three of us chatting here today, going through one of the most challenging times of their lives by themselves, surrounded by strangers, strangers who are fantastic workers, midwives, nurses, the doctors, but strangers. And every day that goes by, it's a father sitting in a car, unable to help, unable to be there for what is a vital moment in the formation of a family. So all I'm asking is, whilst yes, local decision makers, as, as, as we've been told, ad nauseum, the power lies there. Surely they owe it to us to tell us what parameters they're reviewing um, these measures against. Otherwise, we're completely in the dark and we'll never know when we reach it. I, today, am, I've got both my vaccinations, my second vaccination more than three weeks ago. What will be different from me in Christmas 2021 or Christmas 2022 for that matter? I'm not going to get more vaccinated than I am now. I'm not going to become more safe against spreading COVID than I am now. Yeah, that's Limerick dad, Magnus there. And it's even awful listening to him again as a dad to to be and just about all these restrictions. But at the time, uh, Minister Niall Collins was on the line and he joins us again this morning. Good morning, Niall. How are you doing? Good morning. Um, now, he did outline there and ask what the parameters are and you went off and said you'd check. So what's been the response? Yeah, so following the discussion we had, which you've, you've played some of it there on Friday of last week, I contacted the CEO of the UHEL hospital group, Colette Cowan, and um, they wrote back to me and I sent yourselves a copy of it and I think you carried it on your, your news yesterday. And... Um, Specifically in relation to to the parameters, well, well, first, ju- just to say, um, they're, they're obviously as an organisation um, and as an organisation run by people who who live in the community, the same as the rest of us, and they have their own families. They're extremely conscious and they're extremely sympathetic, um, and, and they have said that um, they have reviewed they, that they review um, their practice and their procedures uh, on a weekly basis and that they have made um, over the last number of weeks as the situation, uh, as the COVID environment uh, within the community has improved, that they have um, made a number of changes in terms of allowing more access. Um, that was against, obviously, the backdrop of the spike in numbers that we experienced in Limerick um, two weeks ago at this point in time, um, and, and which we discussed 
uh, it was discussed really it was the topic of discussion right across the country. Um, many thought that we were close to to a local lockdown, but specifically in relation to the question that that Magnus had asked in relation to uh, what are the parameters, um, the reply which I received, what are the parameters that would have to be um, reached or achieved to in order to allow uh, more or full access? Um, Colette Cohen, on behalf of the UL Hospital Group, the Maternity Hospital, uh, said to me that the, that the parameters uh, for allowing more access to partners of expectant mothers um, uh, has regard to three primary factors. The rate of COVID transmission within the local community, the number of staff in the hospital and the possibility of those staff becoming unwell and, of course, the infrastructure of the hospital site. So I, I suppose in... So what, my, what is the issue for Limerick then? Well, I suppose my, my interpretation of this is, is um, that basically the, the hospital, they decide how they manage the, the maternity hospital and they decide how they manage access to the maternity hospital on the basis, uh, the, the primary factor of which they are quoting there at the top of their... Uh, of well, their, the cases have come down a bit in Limerick. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I think... You know, look, I'm I'm not a scientist and I'm not a health expert. I, I'm a, a layperson politician in terms of a, a practicing politician. Uh, I, I think we have to trust uh, the people who are charged with managing our maternity services. Uh, they in turn trust the people uh, within their own organisation who who manage and who advise in relation to the public health scenario. So it's against obviously the backdrop of the COVID-19 pandemic and the transmissibility of the, the virus. And I, I suppose when I, when I did phone to follow up to see could I get, um, um, could I get uh, this written reply um, in relation to the query that I had sent them last week, they were very keen to point out to me also that, um, that, that they are um, mindful of, of everybody's uh, birthing experience and how important that is. Uh, in terms of family formation and a really important life-changing event. But they were keen to stress, Anne-Marie, that um, they have an obligation, obviously, to, to that person and to that family uh, when they present As themselves. do all maternities. Yes. And yes, Limerick uh, is one of very few in the country who have the restrictions they still have in place. And I looked through everything you got back and I still don't know why they're doing it. Yeah, well, I, I'm just telling you what they said to me. Um, you know, if if you needed a further explanation, maybe we should try and get somebody on from the UHL Maternity Hospital. But the point that, that I wanted to make is what they, well, what I they suppose relayed. what I'm saying is they didn't answer you either. Yeah, the point the point that they made to me when I spoke to them is they have an obligation to the person who's presenting themselves in the here and now, and they then have an obligation to to all the other people who are uh, coming down the line in terms of present, presenting for childbirth, and they just um, they're they're very risk averse. Uh, they want to try and avoid, obviously, a situation where um, the the virus gets into into their hospital, into their into their teams, into their staff. Um, if we yeah, become, look, and, if we and become I, very I challenged that. in relation to to the numbers of staff that I we have, I get that. We saw what happened in St John's at the very start as well, and it's it's frightening what can happen. But I suppose sure. people are now getting vaccinated. Um, you know, the government don't really have control over the hospitals and it's not government policy to be doing what they're doing at the moment. Um, they haven't really answered you. They haven't really answered us. They gave us a, an old statement. So 
I suppose it is very hard for parents, you know, at the moment, especially someone who's about to have a baby in the coming weeks. And, you know, I'll be honest, it is daunting for first time parents, uh, never mind having these restrictions. And if something goes wrong, you know, there's this restriction of how long you can have the partner with you after the birth. You know, not everything is happy days in there. There can be very sad stories as well. Um, and I would wonder, months down the road, what impact is this going to have on all these people that are going through the maternity at the moment? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And look, I, I've had my own personal experience of, of attending the, the maternity services. And all of what you've outlined there is so true. Um, it's a huge life-changing event. And um, I, I think, unfortunately, this is one of, which hasn't been spoken about um, a, a lot about until recent times. This this is another, um, one of the other chapters of the COVID pandemic that, that has hugely impacted a lot of people. For example, at the start of the pandemic, we had the whole situation in relation to nursing homes and huge restrictions on nursing home visits and the impact that that had on people and on their families when um, you know, some of their loved ones and their, their families uh, died in nursing homes and they didn't get an opportunity to spend um, more time or as much time as they, they required. Um, so th- this is, a, again, one of, the, one of the real impactful parts of the, the COVID-19 pandemic in terms of how it's impacting on people and on families. But I, I will say this, from, from talking uh, to people in the UHL, maternity services, which I have done, um, they're hugely conscious of this. Um, but, but at the end of the day, they, they keep defaulting back to me that they have to manage the risk and that they have to be in a situation where they can operate at 100% capacity. And I wonder how long it'll go on in Limerick because, you know, July is coming, August is coming, staff will be having, you know, to take their holidays. Staffing levels is one of the parameters. So are we going to be stuck in this position for a good while? Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't answer that for me. Mm. And unfortunately, and, and you, you posed the question in, in relation to to, va- to vaccination. And you know, it, generally, should we allow more hospital visits, not not just to our maternity hospital, but to to other other hospitals and our other wards and our other hospitals? And and that again is something that I, I think that the the public health authorities are learning as we go along. Um, you know, they're. The, the collection of data and the monitoring of data in relation to persons who are vaccinated, um, how transmissible uh, are, are how many people who are fully vaccinated, um, you know, are transmitting the disease. That's still, we're still in the learning phase in relation to that. Um, it, it is a fact that people who have been fully vaccinated... So is vaccinated, there a fear around even people fully vaccinated then? Yeah, that's... That's not clear yet. Um, they're still trying to make up their mind in relation to that. Because I think Magnus was saying he's vaccinated um, and I think he, his partner was too. I'm not sure. He did. But, he did. And he I've had other people, you know, ring the programme this week saying, you know, a man, his wife had an accident this week, was out in UHL and he couldn't get into her to see her even though they're both vaccinated. Yeah, and it is the case that people who have been fully vaccinated have tested positive for COVID. You know, you're not you're not 100 percent, you know, you're not 100 percent bulletproof from uh, from the from the virus or from uh, transmitting the virus. All these things are are still being monitored and the data has been collected in relation to it. 
So, well, look, we're at the mercy, so, of the management of the maternity as to what happens in terms of restrictions. Um, and I'll be honest, call a spade a spade here. It is easier to run the hospital if you're not letting people in. Well, look, I mean, you know the government position in relation to it. I, I would certainly myself, my own personal view is I would like to see far greater access. But, you know, we have to trust the people who are running our hospitals and we have to trust uh, the, the medics in terms of, of their approach. Um, and and it's very, very difficult. You know, I, I'm, you know my position in mm-hmm. relation to it, but when something goes wrong or if something goes wrong, you then have the flip side and you have the fallout that you have to try and deal with in relation to that. And the entire approach, um, Anne-Marie, since the very, very start of the pandemic, obviously has to be has been to try and protect uh, lives and livelihoods, but also to ensure that, that our hospital services don't become completely overrun um, and, and that we would end up in a scenario like like you see, for example, in India. And if you just look at the Delta oh, variant... God, India is very different, though, Niall. Well, no, but look, the, I suppose the next point is this. You know, why did we have to endure uh, the lockdowns that we endured uh, was uh, to protect lives, um, to try and protect livelihoods. But in the main as well, also, the approach was to ensure that our hospital services um, didn't become overrun. And we came very, very close to that. Okay. Uh, we, 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 you know, we have to keep that in the back of our mind. And, and the point that I'm that I want to make in relation to the Delta variant, we've seen the surge of the Delta variant in the UK and hospital admissions are rising um, There is a fear there. There in, is a fear there. In the UK there. at the moment. Um, 90% of all cases are, are, are the Delta variant. Now, thankfully here, with the regime that we have here, with, with, the, with the testing, with the tracing, uh, with hotel quarantine, with the self-isolation rules, the, the, the home quarantining rules that we have, um, it hasn't taken a grip here. I think we've had, uh, what was the figure reported yesterday, 180 cases in total over the last number of weeks of the Delta variant, uh, predominantly Dublin-based. Okay. And we're, we're managing that situation. Okay, look. So we'll... we're, 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 you know, these, these things are a balance. But um, I fully understand and accept the, the, the frustrations and the annoyance that people have expressed but uh, equally, um, we you, have You're to seeing the people. other side of it too. Look, we, we leave it there, Niall. I mean, it is difficult. We'll keep an eye on it. Thanks very much for Thank coming you. on the, the show this morning. Um, I mean, I'd just be concerned this is going to continue for weeks and months because uh, of where we're at. Um, but look, that's it. We, we'll keep an eye on the story and get in touch with us. Let us know how your experience has been in recent weeks at the maternity 461995 is our number and you can text uh, 0861239595 I am not a stranger to the dark Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95 Let's talk business with Ford Lease hassle-free vehicle leasing search Ford Lease to find out more